Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you are in the world. You know, yesterday, it just kind of struck me as I was going about my day that I had one of those days that I think you need to have if you're really serious about learning a language. And, you know, I always talk about the the fact that you have to make your language learning a lifestyle and you have to live your life as if your language was a part of it. Well, I, I really did that yesterday. You know, I, I woke up early. I was up about six o'clock, uh, went to the gym, had breakfast, and I went out. And by eight o'clock in the morning, I was sat in a cafe having a Cantonese lesson with Priscilla. And we chatted Cantonese for an hour, which was great. And then I went off about my day doing nothing really related to to Cantonese. But then in the evening, I went and I met my friend uh, for dinner and we sat and we talked Cantonese, not all night, but about half the night. She's from uh, from Guangdong in um, in the south of China and a Cantonese <clears throat> speaking area. And we we sat and chatted Cantonese all evening. And so at the beginning and at the end of the day, I was using the language in, in one case for a lesson and in another case for just for social, for socializing. But I have just really had that feeling of like, you know, you're, Ollie, you're doing the right thing. Like, this is what you got to do. Um, it's difficult to do that every day, obviously, because apart from anything, you just get really tired. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, this is the kind of thing that you need to do uh, to arrange your life and organize your life in such a way that you, you kind of start to live the language, even though you feel like you maybe not be ready or, or whatever. And, you know, it's taken me a bit of time to get to the point now where I've got a teacher that I like and I've got a, uh, I've got friends who, who can bear to sit down for a whole hour or two with me and, and, and speak in the language. But I know for a fact that if I keep doing this and I, and I do things this way, then that I cannot help but improve in the language. So I just wanted to mention that as a little commentary. Maybe that provokes some thoughts for you guys i'd like to thank the sponsors of the show yesterday when i had my cantonese lesson it was with priscilla and it was on italki because italki is so cool it makes taking language lessons super easy and if you'd like to get a free lesson you can go to i will teach you a language.com forward slash free lesson today we've got a great question it's about apps do i use apps for my language learning what do i think about apps for language learning here is saud hi i'm saud i'm from saudi arabia I'm learning English and also I started with Japanese alphabet. Now I know about 40 letters from Harigana. And I want to ask you about tools for learning languages such as LingQ, Learning with Text, Foreign Language Reader, Redlong. Do you find these tools useful or do you use them? That's my question and thank you. Hi Saul, thank you very much for a great question and it's topical because you know apps, technology, it's what everybody turns to uh, in language learning. Technology is always being promoted as a way of making our lives more efficient. Uh, you know, in the real world, apps and technology do make our lives more efficient. 
And so it's only natural that people kind of look to apps for language learning as well. And they think, well, how can apps or technology speed up the language learning process? All of my opinions on apps are formed in the light of the fact that I remember what language learning was like before the internet. This is something I spoke about with Luca, Luca Lampariello, in uh, episode 51 and 52. We had a chat um, that was called, Can Technology Help You Learn a Language? And we both said the same thing. I mean, me and Luca are similar ages, and I I, um, I really started with my language learning around the year 2000. And, of course, the internet existed then, but there wasn't much. An app certainly didn't exist. And so when I learned my first languages, I had a pen and paper and a textbook and some tapes. And that's what I used. And it was exactly the same with Luca. And so we talked about this. And the thing that we felt very strongly is that, well, if you're going to use an app for language learning, it has to pass one key test, which is, does it make language learning easier than it was when you just used a book and a CD? And so when I, whenever I'm looking at apps, I'm always comparing it to that. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, if I just used a textbook now, if I just used a CD, like how does this app make things better? And I think there are a couple of cases where technology can help and we'll get onto that. But I think that the starting point for this always has to be that with language learning, you cannot beat a pen and a paper and a CD and a good book. You can't beat it. I mean, you can learn that there is nothing stopping you learning languages with traditional materials. People have been doing it for hundreds of years and they always will. So don't think that I really want you not to get swept up in this, in this kind of rush to find the best language app because you will never find it. You'll never find it because you can't get, you can't get away from the fact that to learn a language, you need to spend deep focused time with the language itself. And, you know, the big problem with apps is that they encourage a short attention span, a lack of focus and just lack of depth in general. So anyway, let me try not to rant too much about that. Here's the thing. Most apps, not all, but most language apps, they make one critical mistake, which is that they try to offer you a new language learning methodology. They try to say that here is the, the best way to learn a language. People write me emails every day. It really frustrates me. People say, oh, we've just made this new app. It's going to revolutionize the way people learn Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Okay. It's really not. The, like, uh, Duolingo, everyone uses Duolingo, right? And I don't know what it is, but learn a language in five minutes a day. No, you won't. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Um, the role of technology in language learning should not be to generate a new language learning methodology. The only language learning methodology you need is to sit down and spend an hour a day in deep focus spending time and studying the language. That's all you need to do. It really is as simple as that. Um, the role of technology in language learning should be to help you consume language learning material more efficiently. Okay, I'm going to say that again. The role of technology should not be to give you a new methodology. It should be to help you do what you were already doing more efficiently. So that's the question you should be asking yourself with any app or website. Is like, does this app help me do more efficiently something that I was already doing rather than looking for a new way to learn, right? For example, before the internet, right? So this is like when I started learning languages, 
Uh, here were some of the problems. It was difficult to access reading material in different languages. You'd have to go to the library. Or, I don't know, buy books and things like that. You had audio on tapes and CDs, and it was kind of inefficient to listen to. You had to carry the CD or the tape with you everywhere. And if you wanted to rewind, you had to kind of guess how many seconds back to, to rewind. Uh, if you wanted to make notes, everything had to be on, on paper, in a notebook. If you wanted to talk with somebody, you had to hope that there was someone in your, in your town or city or village. Because if not, you couldn't talk to anybody. Those were genuine problems or genuine drawbacks. Although, remember, it didn't stop people learning languages. It was just, it just presented a series of challenges. And now after the internet, that, those specific things, those four things I mentioned have changed. So now reading texts are freely available on the internet. You can find anything you want and print it off. You can carry audio with you wherever you go and you can manipulate it easily so you can slow it down, speed it up, put little sections on loop. You have data entry on your phone so you can store things on an app very easily. Native speakers are just on the end, on the other end of Skype across the world. It's amazing what the internet and and this technology has done for us but in every case what this technology has done is to help us do things that we were already doing more efficiently so when whereas before it was difficult to find reading texts now you can find them whereas it was difficult to uh, kind of cumbersome to, to make notes and store vocabulary now you can do it very easily in flashcards right but it doesn't try to give you a new learning methodology it just gives you a more efficient way to do the right things okay so this is the big litmus test with apps. And like I said before, the big risk all the time, every time you use an app, it's, the question isn't just how does this, you know, how does it help me do things better? Because you've also got to mitigate against the danger that whenever you lose apps, whenever you use apps, you are, by their very definition, depriving yourself of attention and focus. You know, let's say you do use Duolingo. And you say you use it for 15 minutes a day. I bet that in the middle of using it, you're skipping back and forth to your email and sending a few texts and checking the news or, or whatever. It's, it's, the, it's the big inbuilt danger with, with, with apps and technology. And just in general, we need to cultivate this feeling and this approach of deep work. And I, I really try to use, not use my phone at all now because even if I just kind of check Twitter or whatever, the fact of like, of your attention wandering and you being kind of sucked into this instant gratification mindset, even if it's during the middle of the day, like that still affects you when you sit down to learn languages in the morning or in the evening, because you're just conditioning your brain to jump around like a butterfly. So that being said, there are two apps that I use, which I think meet the criteria that I, I specified before. The first of those is Flashcards Deluxe. And I've mentioned this lots of times on the podcast. I think it's the best uh, flashcard app. It's easy, simple to use, very powerful. And um, the reason I use it is because all of my new vocabulary gets stored in there. I don't use it actually so much for the space repetition functionality, although that's useful. The main reason I use it is because I just want all my vocab in one place, because then I can go back and review it and and uh, search it at any point. It's very, very useful. The other app I use is Speeter, S-P-E-A-T-E-R for iPhone. Um, and that is an app where you, it helps you listen to audio. So you, you upload an MP3 into the app and then you can put it on repeat. You can loop little sections. You can press one button to skip back five seconds or so or skip forward five seconds or back 10 seconds. It helps you consume 
audio. So when I'm walking down the street or on the bus, I can listen to a, a recording and I can easily skip back or loop bits, which helps me listen more. It's not a new methodology. Neither of these two things are new methodologies. They help me do the basic things more easily. Now, I also used have dictionary apps on my phone. Now, obviously, I also use Skype, but I don't think that really counts for this uh, for this discussion. The other thing I should say is that part of the reason that I think I haven't used more apps or experimented more with technology is actually because in the in the mo- last five years or so, the languages that I've been learning have been really less common and haven't had many resources. You know, Egyptian, Arabic, Cantonese. There's nothing out there. Um, in terms of apps for these for, for these languages, and so I just haven't um, had the the opportunity to really experiment with these apps. If I go back to learning, say German, at some point, then I would probably experiment with other apps, um, maybe. But to be honest, if I let's say I was going to try and pick up German again, all I would do is I would get a good book and I would spend time with it every day. Now, so as you mentioned, a few. Um, a few websites there that I actually think are quite good. So you mentioned LingQ, which I think is supposed to be pronounced Link, L-I-N-G-Q, Steve Kaufman's uh, website, and there's ReadLang, um, which is also really great. And those two websites are examples of websites that do that do meet the criteria. So they help you do what you were already doing more efficiently. Both Link and ReadLang, they help you read texts. So you, I mean, you've still got to choose a text. You've still got to find a text that's kind of good. But they help you read that text better. So that, that kind of meets the test. But still, it really isn't that different to just finding a good book and reading it. So again, it helps you. I think really what you've got to ask yourself is with every app or website you use, you've got to think, does this help me learn better? And the, the point of comparison is very simply a textbook or a book with a CD. Like, how does this do it better? So I hope that was useful. So if you'd like to ask me a question, please go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash ask to do that. And there's a, a huge bumblebee just flown into the room where I'm recording this and you can probably hear it in the background. So I, I better wrap this up before I, I get into trouble. At every at the end of every episode, I'd like to leave you with a resource on the topic of the show. And what you should do today is go back and listen to this chat with Luca um, that I mentioned earlier because it's really, really interesting um, both Luca and I talk about our experiences with technology and language learning in general. I will put a link to the video of that in the show notes, which will be at IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash episode 191. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.